What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Crypto Brew Show, where we are drinking brews and talking about it. It is January 10th, 2019, and we got a great show for you today. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. We got Roan, man. Roan, it's just me what and you up? tonight. It's just me and you tonight. How you doing, man? It's all good, man. We're going to rock it. Yeah. We got a lot of awesome stuff to talk about, man. Actually, really excited about the stuff this week. Um, so, man, I'm drinking um, it's Lakewood Brewing out of Garland, but this is their Guns and Hoses All Call Kolsch, which I believe is a Czech, Czech beer, which is where my grandpa's from. Kind of cool. Let's give it a listen here. Okay, eh, a little weak, but we'll see how it tastes. But yeah, man, let's get to it. Hey, I like uh, that. Might, that beer might be a Czech mate, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, making <laughs> up for Joe. <laughs> yeah, making up for uh, the 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 juice if that's not here. I am drinking a Fireman's Four today. Absolutely delicious from one it's of my one. favorite breweries in Texas, out of Blanco, Texas. It is a blonde ale, and that sounded fantastic. And we will talk about that one more here. In a little bit. So that's Teaser that. alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. That's enough of that. This is what what is going on over here? Oh, there we go. Communication errors. Anyway, we're jumping over to disclaimer. Hello. The information provided on the show does not constitute investment advice, financial advice, trading advice, or any other sort of advice. Crypto Brew Show is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Conduct your own due diligence and consult your financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Hashtag Nafamu, not a financial advisor. Hashtag BYOB. We did. Did you? Did you? By the way, let, uh, let's drink responsibly out there. I mean, I, I was actually curious to uh, ask you, uh, Ron, what, what, what are the legalities behind our, our brew-ness? on our show do we have to mention that every time nah <laughs> okay because i mean because you have to be 21 to drink we're speaking to adults anyway so and adults listeners out there you are responsible for yourself and your own actions if you did not know <laughs> just in case you didn't yeah. know you are there's a disclaimer right there <laughs> you're responsible for your own shit <laughs> Yes, don't be stupid, okay? All right, anyway, moving on to our state of the market. We are sitting not good. Man, the, that seven-day price graph on that is going straight down for all you listeners. Not looking mm. good out there. We are sitting at a global market cap of $123 billion, 24-hour volume of $22.9 billion, and Bitcoin dominance still sitting above that 50, uh, 50% mark at 52.27%. Bitcoin sitting at the top. Under 4,000. That was our question of the week last week, and uh, interested to see who won that one. But 3,678, we are sitting at down 4.14% on the seven day. Number two, Ripple is back at number two. XRP sitting at 33 cents, down 7.71%. And Ethereum sitting at number three, $128.50, down 14.23%. Bitcoin Cash, the biggest loser in the top five, sitting at $134.91, down 16.8%. And, of course, EOS rounding out the top five, $2.43, down just under 10%, 9.41%. 
So we're all down. The market's down. It's just we were steady there for a little while, and we just went kaplunk today. So uh, pretty interesting to see what's going on in the market. We're getting some movement. It's nice to see us, us going somewhere, but... I mean, we're just going the wrong direction. So, uh, gainers and losers, we got anything special going on over there? Um, man, I only recognize one of these, uh, and that is V Chain. So they are in the gainers, which hey, that's good for them. Um, they are sitting at point oh oh six six cents per share. Uh, they got a really good, really healthy volume, twelve and a half million. And their market cap is 368 million, which is that's hefty. They're up 40. percent That's that's pretty crazy. That is crazy. Um, our biggest gainer is something called CarryNet. Um, their volume's only 100,000, so a little sketch there in CryptGen number two. Volume is 102,000. Sketchy. Uh, top losers: Lindroid support. That's what I'm guessing that word is. Maybe supply chain? Supplement. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. Anyway, uh, they law, they're down 70%. Volume, $530,000 volume on something I've never heard of. <laughs> uh, Hero Node, I know I've heard of that. They're down 30%. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, bunch like, of randos on that list. V V Chain is the only one that obviously that stands out. I mean, it's far and away has the most volume in the the market cap. All these other ones, you could just kind of uh, throw in the pump and dump schemes, the bots that trade yeah. them. Like, yeah. it, it's not really worth talking about. But we like to show you guys the the gainers and losers in the last twenty four hours. At least, uh, what was that one coin that was always showing up there for like the <laughs> six oh, months of man. our show? Like, it's was bad. It, I don't even remember what it was called. <laughs> was it called like Dash Coin or something like that? Uh, it was like a play off of another yeah, a real crypto. At least we're getting some weird ass names, and maybe yeah. we can. Maybe hey, maybe one of these one of these days, one of them will actually be legitimate. And you know, you're welcome. <laughs> like like Jesus coin? Pre yeah, probably not. All right. Anyway, moving on. Market news. Headliners. Our first headline today. This one comes from Medium. Is this the beginning of the end of BTC? We've seen a hefty Ooh. drop in BTC today and the entire mar crypto market in general. So, Ron, I don't know what's going on. Is this the end? So uh, the reason we're sharing this article with y'all, it was written all the way back in October of 2018. The reason we're sharing this article is because it brings up some kind of like behind the curtains insight into what's going on with Bitcoin's develop development. So if you're not familiar with the history of it, there was this uh, this big fork, right? This argument which amongst the developers, that's what led to Bitcoin Cash. And it was just uh, differences in, um, I guess you would say philosophy, right? Yeah, so like- They were losing, according to yeah. the developers, they're losing sight of the true vision yeah. of Bitcoin. So, and, and you know, it's turning out to be so, in that Bitcoin Cash is much more viable as as a cash uh, as a cash system, you know, where you can spend it. Whereas Bitcoin is looking more and more like it's going to be stuck in the store of value, which which actually which is actually completely 
it's going down the wrong path from its original intentions by uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting insight. That's why I wanted to share this article with you guys. Um, I do suggest you read it because it has some uh, it has some like pretty good insight into like the Lightning Network, um, and it might make you think differently about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. So my question here is. So okay, so the the argument is we're we're losing sight of what Bitcoin was supposed to be. We uh, just recently had an interview with uh, Joel Valenzuela of Dash News, and we were actually talking about this very subject yeah. about how in the beginning he was able to use Bitcoin to send you know just little little dollars cents to people. Um, and whoop, I just moved the slide here, uh, and now it's getting to a point where you know it's getting too expensive to send the small amount of money that was you know you were supposed to be able to send for virtually free but i mean can bitcoin not adapt and just make up for that or do you think where it's a bitcoin now mm -hmm. is just a lost cause in the not just a lost cause in the sense of like it's gonna die but is it just strictly store of value in your mind now and Bitcoin Cash can be the one? And the second question is, can there be both? Can both survive? Um, and that's a tough. Can they both survive? Yes. Will they? Doubtful. Um, the more I learn about blockchain and honestly, the more I think about a future with crypto as being an everyday thing that everyone uses, and trans transacts with the less I see Bitcoin's path taking them either Bitcoin or Bitcoin cash. I don't see their path as being the leader in that space Fair. Current, right, right now, right now, you know, as, as yeah. things are going right now. Um, but this whole Bitcoin or Bitcoin cash fork, the whole argument was over block sizes. The miners want smaller block sizes so they can get more more block rewards, right? More, more mining rewards. So they wanted smaller blocks. But the smaller blocks were an issue because then you're, you're kind of like uh, restricting the natural growth that Bitcoin was supposed to have. These blocks are supposed to get bigger over time. Um, so that, and that's where the lightning network is kind of holding, holding Bitcoin back. Right. Um, but, but man, even Bitcoin cash, you know, I mean, you know, Ethereum's looking at, they're targeting a million transactions per second. I mean, that nothing is even close to that right now. And I feel like a, a quite a few coins are targeting that though. I mean, everybody wants the, the, the big number for transactions per second, but I mean, with, Going back to the whole Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash argument, like I don't like the politics that, that are going into that whole debate. I don't like I don't necessarily like the people that are running the those Bitcoin altcoins, I guess you call them. Yeah. Bitcoin uh, cash is centralized. That's what I don't. Like right. So the, so I guess where I'm going with this is I, I would much rather use something like Dash. That no, is I, me too, man. trying to yeah. be what a digital cash should be. 
very uh private instant pay and just low transaction costs like i mean again maybe the whole what bitcoin should have been in the beginning um i'm like litecoin throw litecoin in there too i mean they're they're holding true to the satoshi nakamoto's original philosophy and 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 thesis i guess you could say right so i mean in the end i am 100 percent fine with bitcoin just evolving into the store of value the gold and then using a another cryptocurrency that is sole goal is to be for everyday coffee purchases lunch whatever you know i'm completely cool with that like why does bitcoin have to be all of those things like clearly right now as cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is one cryptocurrency cannot be all the things cannot be a platform cannot be a smart smart contracts thing and a peer-to-peer easy quick payment system and a store of value and like there's just and not adapt, one and yeah. adapt platform yeah, yeah, well there is one out there that's trying to do that <laughs> and that's cardano well true but we haven't heard much from them either so <laughs> there's that all right we've uh that's a, that's enough time on this article let's go ahead and move on to the next one here we have coin telegraph reporting again epic games fortnite store starting to accept monero was accidental ceo firms hello whoopsies so Man, if you that was such an awesome like headline and, and story because uh, I said in the article, you know, we so we, we covered this in last week's show, right? The, the original announcement. I think it said there was 146 million people that play Fortnite, and then you're saying, "Hey, 146 million people, we're gonna accept crypto." <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, know. in the end, like. It's it's hard to just not believe that it was just a big publicity stunt because the CEO mentions in the article it's like well you know somewhere along the way the payment option from Monero happened I don't know if that's a thing like how does that just oops like somewhere yeah. along the way like you have to do something to get Monero as a payment platform like you don't just accidentally it's not like a checkbox where you're just yeah. like. We accept Monero. <laughs> like this. something happened behind the scenes. That's it, it's political or something it, like that. No, that's it, all it is. It's one hundred percent a publicity stunt. And uh, hey, good for them. Fortnite, Fortnite merch. Uh, what is it? Retail row. Uh, good for you for utilizing some uh, relevant technology for your advantage. I'll tip my hat to that. So anyway. For all of you that wanted to use Monero to buy some Fortnite merch, I'm sorry, not gonna happen. But you do have a little light on the horizon. Uh, his uh, quote, the I believe this was the CEO. Uh, don't quote me on that, but his quote is: "Many of us at Epic are big fans of the decentralized commuting computing tech underlying cryptocurrency." However, a lot more work is needed on volatility and fraud proofing before bringing it to such a broad audience that includes younger gamers. So I can't even really like, yeah, I mean, he's technically right. Like things need to happen still in order to bring it to that broad of an audience. So I'm fine with that. It is where it is. Um, All right. Moving on to our next article here. This one comes from Medium as well. 
Texas Financial Watchdog may recognize stable coins as money for licensing purposes. Now, we talk about stable coins quite a bit on the show, and uh, we actually have a distilled thoughts on stable coins by themselves, where we kind of go dive deep in depth on what they are, how they work, and give a few options about, you know, the ones that are out there. But, I mean, we're from Texas. This is pretty exciting, right? I mean, yes and no. Um, wow, way to way to pop my yeah. bubble, <laughs> dude. It's uh, so in this article, it shows like Wyoming uh, had the same situation happen, and Coinbase actually had to withdraw from Wyoming because because of this exact same thing. Um, so if this ends up going through it could pose a lot of issues for all of us in Texas who are using exchanges um, officially, right? Uh, but like Wyoming ended up saying, oh, hey, we didn't, we weren't, we weren't doing this to target crypto and exclude people. And Wyoming ended up passing legislation to exclude crypto from um, this particular type of, of regulation um but however a stable coin is a little bit different from your regular like a big uh, monero or litecoin because it's directly tied to fiat and because of that it's possible that like tether for example tether is promising that you can redeem this tether for one dollar and so that, and that's where the issue is with this. Um, Haven, that, that's one of my favorite projects mm, for yeah. stablecoins. They mm -hmm. just rebranded to Synthetics. Their stablecoin is actually just based off of, it's not backed by dollars. It's backed by their, one of their other coins. So they're, I don't, and so I don't know if that one would fall into this category like tether or or what i don't know yeah, they don't they don't really mention in the article you know what stable coin they're talking about they just yeah. kind of blanket statement stable coins uh but i mean regardless of how true this is or whether or not it passed i still am excited i want to be able to eventually pay my taxes in crypto and if i have to use a stable coin to do so i am completely willing because it's very easy at this point to go from any you know normal crypto to a stable coin i mean if you know what you're doing it's not that difficult there's plenty of apps out there that allow you to you know transfer one crypto into another uh as a stable coin so i'm 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 excited i like in the end as we have there texas takes two steps you know a little pun on the whole two-step uh terrible terrible pun um, but I, I like that we're still heading in that direction. We're, we're done with the rhetoric of, Hey, crypto's a scam. Crypto's a, this, like, I haven't, I don't remember the last time it's for, it's for criminals and terrorists, right? I, I don't remember the last time I actually read a legitimate article that has legitimate fact on those, you know, subjects. So uh, I'm I'm super excited that people are still moving forward and trying to figure out the best use cases for the things that we are passionate about, and that is our money 
and controlling it ourselves and not having a centralized authority tell us how we could spend it or how we could use it. It's just exciting. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, this is this is a step forward in getting crypto regulated. You know, I, I hate that, that that has to happen, but for there to be progress, especially at an enterprise level, we have to have legislation around crypto. So in that regard, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, in the end, we're going to need regulation for the big dogs to come in. And big dogs. it is what it is. Like, we can't stop regulation from happening. People are greedy MFers. So they want their take too, and they're going to try and regulate it and benefit them in the most. And I mean, there'll always be ways around it. There'll always be ways to, you know, follow it. Uh, we'll just have to see what happens. I think 2019 is going to be super exciting. Man, you know what just hit me on this is if the Texas Department of Banking considers stable coins money, that means Texas says it's not a security. Well, that's interesting too. True. That could have future uh, future connotations. Right. Man, we'll see. Yeah. We'll keep I, I heard uh, Texas Department of Baking. I think <laughs> that's what I heard you say there first. I was yeah, like, what? Texas Depart- Department of Banking. Yeah. <laughs> I heard oh, baking. Ba- baking. Like... <laughs> I was like, what are we baking over here? All right. Brownies, bro. Brownies. <laughs> hey, we're talking about it, right? Uh, anyway. <laughs> We're moving on to our next article. This one comes from CryptoLine, I guess. Uh, CryptoLine's uh, uh, icon is not great. <laughs> anyway, hey, maybe that was a point. They wanted us to mention them more. So, anyway, kidnappers demand a hefty amount in privacy coin for the missing Norwegian tycoon's wife. So. Normally, these headlines would say, hey, we stole your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. We stole your wife. I don't know. Uh, But they would ask for Bitcoin originally. I mean, all the scams out there, all the TV shows, everything that mentioned crypto immediately go to Bitcoin. We want Bitcoin. But as it turns out, Bitcoin is not as private as some people might think. I mean, obviously, it is an open ledger. It is can be seen by anyone. The very first transaction in Bitcoin can be traced all the way up until now. Uh, if you go back and these law enforcement agencies are coming out with algorithms to track where what Bitcoin is going where. They might not know who is behind uh, the Bitcoin address but they know where that bitcoin is going and you know there's also other things that could happen to where they could associate ip addresses to your location and they could they could find out if they really need to so now kidnappers are trying to get smart and be like hey we're gonna use monero instead we don't want to be tracked by bitcoin because we know theoretically it could be tracked to a certain extent so we're going to use Monero where it cannot be tracked. So what are your thoughts on these guys trying to up their game? Um, This is another one of those stories that kind of puts crypto in a bad, you know, 
dark web criminal light. I disagree, but keep going. Um I'm I'm talking about to the general public. But anyway, the ignorant I know, man, perception. I think I I think that stuff dude, stuff like this has has been happening for thousands of years and is gonna happen in the future. And it has nothing to do with crypto. I mean, maybe it's more convenient for the kidnappers, but this 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 shit's gonna happen regardless of crypto existing or not. Right. So so that, I mean that's that's what I mean. It's just like to me, I just see a story about somebody being kidnapped. <laughs> okay, so fair. So uh, yeah. well, let's uh, we we pivot there then. So my question to you then is, your wife. What happens? Like, what if this was you? Like, what if this headline was about you and your wife? Would you pay? Like, right. if you were in that scenario, I got you. This this is when you bust out the strategery. <laughs> so, you pretend like you don't know what Monero is, right? So you buy some physical Monero coins on Amazon, put them in a box, and ship it ship it to him and be like hey here it is but one of the coins is really a tracking device and then the assassins that you hired follow them and take them out and then after they're dead then you pop in bust in untie your wife and you're the hero boom and you're like Done. give me back my Monero <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know if uh, that's exactly how Monero works, but yeah, you're right. You're right. That might work. Maybe they don't. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty far fetched. I like it though. Uh, <laughs> uh, but okay, so going back to the, the real quick to the the original point there about how it kind of sheds a bad light. I think that I mean, granted, the the ignorance out there that would rather not learn about technology or not learn in general and just want to read the headlines and go with what the media and news tell them are going to be like yeah oh yeah crypto's bad only the kidnappers use it okay that's fine but there's a reason why the kidnappers use it because it's easy it's in monero's case untraceable you can send it to anyone you don't have anyone sitting there telling you how you can spend your money i mean it goes back to what we were talking about in the previous article i mean you can it's just easy you can't it's, not, it's untraceable in this regard i mean there's a reason why the bad guys want to use this but there's also a legit legitimate reason why good people would want to use this as well so yeah yeah i know man i, I agree 100 right but i it's just i wanted to mention that i know there are plenty of people out there that are going to see this article and be like, oh, crypto's in the bad bad guy news again. And I'm just like, no, dude, they, you got to understand. Like, there's a reason why they're using it is because it's easy and it's like, like you could send $100,000 across the world for pennies on the dollar and no one's going to tell you not to or why you're doing it or whatever. Like, so anyway, it, 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 I feel... I feel for this family and hopefully this turns out to be okay. And, you know, we want them obviously to, for, for them to be reunited. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting that as far as the crypto 
side of it that they're trying to do Monero instead of Bitcoin. So, alrighty, our last. Yeah, I know. I, I agree, man. You're like looking at the silver lining that's like underneath. Oh yeah. You know, you're you're like reading between the lines. Yeah. You know, and I I agree with all that, man. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, moving on to our uh, last article today. It's from Coin Telegraph. This one is crypto platform Tron. Oh, Tron, always in the news. Tron. Hires former SEC attorney as first chief of compliance. Now, as much as pretty legit, <laughs> as much as I uh, try not to talk about Tron, it just keeps showing up. And I don't know if that's because Justin Sun, the CEO of Tron, is just a master marketer or a master manipulator or what. <laughs> But we Tron had a bad rap in the beginning about forging white papers and this and that and just not being a legitimate crypto. But I mean, after the acquisition of BitTorrent and other you know big things in the space, and I mean they just said they celebrated their one millionth user account last month. That I mean, is it time to start? throwing tron on the legit crypto table like what do you think um man you know i honestly don't know the answer to that i'm uh i'm fairly familiar with tron's um like their goals you know what the, what they're trying to do what they're trying to become and it's super ambitious you know super ambitious uh if they can make it work they're going to be like Facebook big, you know, they'll, they'll be huge. Um, you know, I don't know. I really, I stopped keeping track and researching Tron. Just honestly, man, there's, there's just so many exciting projects out there that this one just kind of fell by the wayside for me in the last like six months or so. Um, as far as the SEC attorney goes, I don't know how to I don't know how to view that because I don't know how a SEC compliance officer could tell Tron anything different than an attorney who specializes in securities, who didn't necessarily work for the SEC, but that's what his that's the niche that he chose, right? So they they were looking for a headline. That, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. So that, and I don't know. Yeah. It does uh, kind of seem like that, but that, that also seems pessimistic to assume that. Yeah. Cause uh, look, obviously this guy, this guy is hugely beneficial to any crypto team, right? Mm -hmm. Cause he's a wealth, he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge and, and maybe he has the foresight or possibly even the knowledge to say, this is what's going to happen with crypto in the U S right no there's so we'll see i yeah there's certainly some benefit obviously for tron uh I, it, like you said it's we it's interesting it's interesting we'll see what happens i mean in the end it's it's one of those wait and see i mean they they've had like i said they had a bad rap in the beginning um but they continue to do interesting things that may or may not pan out we mentioned earlier in the show that some cryptos try to be the all-in-one crypto and we like that's i feel like tron is trying to do too much they're trying to be the decentralized internet yeah. they're trying to be yeah. you know 
this and that, the DAP platform, the the peer-to-peer crypto or the exchanges and, and currencies. So I don't know. I feel like they're trying to do too much. Like, why not just be good at one thing rather than be okay at everything? So we'll see. It, it'll certainly be interesting. I mean, they'll definitely stay on our radar and we'll definitely keep up with what's going on. So, yeah. Ar- I don't know. See, dude, I, this kind of confuses me even more now that I think about it. <laughs> because when they when they acquired BitTorrent, you know, part of their goal, their goal is to like take over media like YouTube. Mm. Right. So and they want to mix like Facebook with YouTube. Right. And get, get every, like, throw it all out there. Right. Um, Avoid censorship. And they acquired BitTorrent. And you're like, and you're like, oh, shit, they're going to make this happen. Right. Um, but then they do this. And why does a media platform need a securities attorney? I don't know. Yeah. Definitely ponder, things. Ponder that. Definitely, definitely things to think about. Alrighty, moving on to our beer of the week. As I mentioned at the beginning, it is Fireman's Number Four Blonde Ale. This one comes out of Blanco, Texas. It has an ABV of five point one zero percent. It's probably one of my favorite breweries and beers in Texas. It is named as a tribute to our good friends and badass bike makers at Fireman's Texas Cruiser. And because it was the fourth year-round beer we created, Fireman's Number 4 is our most popular and best-selling beer to date. This is from the website. With an ever-drinkable balance of smooth malt and vesty hops, this refreshing blonde is perfect on a hot day or paired with spicy food. I could attest to that. It's no wonder why so many Texans love it. Take one for a spin at a watering hole near you. If you are looking for an awesome bike, we invite you to check out Fireman's Texas Cruisers. So, yes, Fireman's 4 is delicious. It has IBU of 23. They've won a couple medals in 2012 for the silver medal in Gold or Blonde Ale, Great American Beer Festival, and 2017 Silver Medal winner, Gold or Blonde Ale, Great American Beer Festival. So they'll be looking for their gold here soon. I give it a 5 out of 5 as far as our hop score. I love it. I look forward to drinking it. Uh, Really good beer. So, yeah. Yeah. You tried it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, man. Dude, actually, (laughs) by pure coincidence, the beer I have, the All Call, it's a tribute to policemen and firefighters. Boom. Look at that. Guns and hoses. There you go. But anyway, yeah, if you guys uh, see Fireman's 4 by Real L uh, in your shops, uh, give it a whirl. It is definitely smooth drinking. It's, you know, it's just what you would expect out of a Blondale. So give it a try. Check it out. Fireman's 4 by Real L Brewing. Okay, question of... Last week, we hit on, does Bitcoin break the 4K mark by next week? I said, just the tip. Just the tip. That's exactly what he said. (laughs) It felt like we're just going to crest over. And uh, JoJo and Roan were on the same page as far as saying, absolutely not. We are going down. Not necessarily going down. We just weren't going to hit the 4K mark. And what happened? 
Hello, just the tip. <laughs> we barely crossed over that. I mean, okay, so here we go. Let's be honest here. When we're right, we're going to mention it and we're going to flaunt it. And I'm going to be like, hello, everybody. Cheers. Uh, but when we're wrong, we're just going to pretend it never happened. Right. So uh, <laughs> it is what it is in that regard. But we did hit just a tip above four thousand seventy nine dollars. And yeah, that's what happened last week. So I will get the virtual brew this week. Finally dethroned Joe. Joe, he's been winning a lot. So blah. All right. This question of this week will be what will the flippening percentage be between BTC and ETH by next week? For anyone that doesn't know what the flippening is, it's just a word that was created that means the switch of market cap of Bitcoin and another coin. Right now, the closest coin to Bitcoin, I guess, technically is uh, Ripple or XRP. But Ethereum. Yeah, they're, like, they're like neck and neck. Yeah. yeah. Ripple. They, 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 they keep like doing this. Yeah, they keep like, switching. Back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. But right now, we're just going to go with Ethereum. So, I mean, we're assuming Ethereum is going to overtake XRP again. So, by next week, Ethereum and Bitcoin, what will the percentage be? As far as market cap in the flipping right now, it's sitting at twenty one percent. Roan, what are your thoughts? I'm gonna go with twenty one point eight. That low? Okay. A little bit of flip. Just okay. the flip. Just the flip. Just the flip. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go with. Uh, bro, bro, what? Do it, hundred <laughs> percent. Do it. <laughs> I'm the proponent against the flipping, so that ain't ever gonna happen. Uh, so I'm gonna go with twenty three percent. I'm gonna say we're going opposite. I'm gonna say we're going what? opposite. No, that twenty three percent would be three percent more of Ethereum. Oh, taking you, over Bitcoin. Oh, you're right. I'm going to go 18%. Damn. <laughs> going oh. hard. Oh. Hard. Hey, that's going to happen. All right. That's what it is. We want to know what your uh, thoughts are on the flipping percentage between BTC and ETH. Let us know in the comments down below. But, I mean, that's uh, that's about it. So, that is our show today. Roan, any last-minute comments or concerns? Take care out there. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll for sure bring y'all any updates to topics we've already covered. And, of course, the hottest headlines. We'll be dropping them right on your ears. On Take care, y'all. Them ears. All right, guys, make sure you check out our most recent interview with Joel Valenzuela of Dash News. It's a good one. He talks a great deal about Dash and how to live off of crypto. We appreciate you guys coming on the show and listening to us. Thanks for watching. For more videos, check out www.cryptobrew.show. You can support the show by liking and subscribing. We will see you guys next week. Cheers. Peace.